welcome back to Get Wasted. This episode actually has a very cute special guest and she's here with me right now. So let's welcome Ellie. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, glad you're here. Um, so we've known each other for a while. Yep, go a long time back. Does go a long time mm. back. <laughs> Do you remember like how we first kind of met each other? Well, it was actually through my brother, my younger brother. I remember he was in third year of school. I was maybe in the fourth or fifth year, and he became friends with you. But then obviously when we got a bit older, when we got to about 18, 19, we started kind of like going on nights out together and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and that's how we met. So we've met like mutually through my younger brother. So I just remember um, our first night out, and I had to call it quits like quite fast then after about three pictures <laughs> three pictures deep and I'm calling it quits see I don't remember it but I remember various nights out with you but <laughs> you were with your ex at that time yeah you told me this wild story earlier <laughs> <laughs> I didn't had no idea about yeah so I had had like three strawberry like daiquiri pictures or whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. that like spoons were doing weather spoons yep <laughs> the old Vulcan out in Coke Bridge and um yeah, I was just like ready to burst filled with like this cocktail. So <laughs> then my ex was outside like, yeah, like Ellie's really digging it. Like she's having the best time. Like she wants to go out with you. And I was just like, I'm about to like actually die the here. walls. Like <laughs> I'm about to keel over. Like this is just not going well for me. I don't care who likes me. I'm not going anywhere else tonight. <laughs> I'm like, let's just fucking go home. Like, oh my God. So that's actually one of our first nights out. First time we met, the first time we came to my house, I was actually getting dressed with my pal in the room. <laughs> and mum was like, oh, you can go sit with the girls. And you were like, no, I'll just sit with the boys. And then we first went out and then we pro- proper clicked. And then that was it, kind of from there. Yeah, definitely. Many nights out together, many pictures from Witherspoons <laughs> and the Vulcan and Coat Bridge. That was the place to be. Absolutely. Seven, eight years ago on a Saturday, Friday night. What was the name of the club? Media. Media. When we went... <laughs> But it was called The Edge at one point. Oh, was it? It was The Edge and it was media. I don't know what it's called now. Do you want to know? No, I don't know. I think it's called like Black Diamond or something like that. Oh, yeah. I because um, your wee mum was like, going up and I was like, I don't know them. Little did you know, I was like fake tanning my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you didn't walk in the first time you Just like me. full ass cheeks straight in the face. I was like, Tamilia, does this look even? <laughs> oh, man. I, I've honestly never had somebody comment on my fake tan other than a boyfriend and they're like it doesn't taste nice and you're like i don't give a fuck if it tastes nice i'm, I'm, I'm doing it not for the taste i'm doing it for the look the aesthetic <laughs> so you're just like well no one else is licking me so <laughs> i'm here to look good okay i don't want it to taste See, good because i'm proper pale like, i'm really pale like you naturally to be fair we live in scotland <laughs> With the i Scottish don't have chip. the money to go abroad three four times a year Mm-mm. like other people and i also don't drive so i don't have the option of going to the sunbed <laughs> also so, even if you do go to the, the like holidays or sunbeds mm-hmm. however many times my tan lasts all of five fucking minutes yeah I'm the, same. <laughs> I'm the same it goes red for like a day and then just disappears so <laughs> i have no option but to fake tan to make myself look semi-normal <laughs> and, like, otherwise i go into work and they're like are you unwell <laughs> especially if i'm not wearing any makeup they're like are you sick? And it's like, no, that's just the way I look. <laughs> Thank God they only hear my voice. <laughs> no, honestly, my boss is very much like, people have asked me if you're unwell 
And I'm like, I'm just fucking Scottish. I'm just Scottish. I'm just pale. I've never seen the sun. (laughs) Like, seven days of sun a year as well. So, like, your only opportunity is to get some sort of tan. (laughs) And then the people that do tan. I hate them. They just remain tan. My mum is one of those people. My dad's one of those years. Those those years? (laughs) (laughs) Those people that, that go out in the sun for five minutes and they're, like, brown straight away. And then I'm just left, like, looking pale and gleek like... <laughs> See, my my mum has a redhead side in her, though. Like, mm. my mum's father's a redhead, mm. and he's very, like, pale with freckles. She's got brown hair, like, burns really easily. But I feel like I've got my mum's genes where I'm just, I burn, and yeah. then that's it. Well, my sister's a redhead, and I'm always running about. People are like, oh... Take a good tan, and I'm like, a fucking bottle. Yeah. I'm, just, like, I'm just skin of a ginger. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> people don't understand. I have the skin of a ginger. You know, <laughs> like, even though I don't have the red hair, like, it's still Absolutely. in my jeans. Like, see, with the blonde hair, people are like, oh, you're dead fair. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, see, when I have my dark hair, mm-hmm. people don't understand it. Yeah. Like, why are you so white? Because <laughs> I'm, like... I'm naturally, like, got brunette hair, although I dye it blonde. Like, and people think just because I've got brunette hair that I should, like, naturally tan and tan, naturally, really like, be, like, this kind of, like, golden goddess. And it's not <laughs> the case at all. Like, if I wanted to tan, I would have to spend a good two, three weeks in the sun, like, continuously. Like, uncomfortable sitting out in the sun for that long. You get sweaty, you get too warm. You just want to go in the house, like... One of the guys I follow on Instagram, um, I saw him out in the sun with a fan like a plug-in mm-hmm. fan in the house with an mm-hmm. extension cord out in the garden and he was like I want to tan I don't want to sweat and I was like well, this is genius come... like, yeah that is true though like <laughs> a fan in the garden the last time I was tanned I was like 17 and now I'm 25 so that was like what 8 years ago <laughs> I had a tan in about 8 years <laughs> when was the last time I was tanned well I really badly burnt my back being on the furlough out in the garden yeah like see three years ago I've walked out I sat in my back garden with like a bikini on and then I had those like triangle tans <laughs> for about I don't know like five months after it <laughs> your triangle boobs <laughs> do you know what some people are really into them really? I was talking to a guy one time and he was like I love a tan line and really? I was like you know fucking luck with me I just <laughs> break <laughs> I mean, you're seeing me today. I've not got any tan on. Like, we're, I actually think I'm probably paler than you. <laughs> All the blue veins pop now, know, honestly. like blue purple veins. Who invented Scottish people? Like, who done that to us? I don't know, man, but it was some fucking unfortunate event. <laughs> <laughs> who decided to move to this place on earth? But it was like no sun rain cloud all the time there's haggis in the house like, like two weeks of summer and every may and that's you for the rest of the year it literally is always me see if i could just live somewhere permanently sunny i'd be content with life i, I did think about moving to australia so did i oh weirdly God. like three years ago i had like actually planned out my like six months trip to australia but you know what? I'm not rich, and I don't come from a rich family. So see, when you start to add it up, and you're like the cost of like renting a van, even to like travel around there, it's just like no, I need to actually work full time. So I'll be in the fields, yeah, <laughs> picking <laughs> strawberries and apples and stuff. When I worked in city centre, she was she was very tall, very very. I just remember because she was taller than me, and that's right. quite a feat, especially right. in Glasgow. Because you are quite tall, like Aye. you're like a supermodel, like kind of. <laughs> 
six foot glamorous. But um, she was just dead tall and was waxing her legs. And she was lying there just watching her phone. She was quite like dry in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, what was going on? Where are we going? Like, try to get the chat. Mm-hmm. And she was very much like, yeah, I'm just watching this like app recap, like my likes and follows because I'm about to go on this mad journey through Australia. She's like, but I have to work for two months mm-hmm. on the field mm-hmm. before I can travel. Yeah, that's quite common. Like you have to work there before you can go and travel. But it's like really grueling work. I mean, I don't know. I've never done it, but I'm sure you have to go to like certain farms and like basically pick strawberries and stuff like that for like two months. It sounds really intense. I mean, I don't think I'm much built for farm work. <laughs> but see, at the end of the day, see if you really want to do something, you're going to do like it. Like, you are going to... Somebody said to me, because I was talking about a road trip around America, mm-hmm. and I was like, if you're going to Las Vegas, you need the pink Cadillac. You mm-hmm. need that. Some, like, fucking bikini shots out in the desert. I've <laughs> been to America. I've been to South Carolina. Oh, have you? Yep, that's pretty. It's a different way of life. It's like everybody has guns. <laughs> Get the guns out. Yeah, go hunting. Like everybody's got quad bikes. Everyone's got like That's boats and lakes and the boats and lakes. I can get behind. It's a t- total different way of life over there. I don't know about the guns. See, to an extent, I can understand it because over there, there is actual things that will kill you. <laughs> you know I mean? Other people like, with guns. <laughs> one time when I was like eleven, we went out to go to the to the boats, and on the dock of my granny Linda's house. They had like a actual like crocodile or an alligator like sitting out basking in the sun oh with their God. mouth wide open. So in that circumstance, I can understand getting a gun and killing it if it's on your property. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just running out of the back door. Like there's rattles, like not rattlesnakes, but there's snakes about. There's like <laughs> there's things that can genuinely kill you. Yeah. You know, in that part of the world, so I can understand to an extent why well, you would maybe want it on your property, but an extent of like carrying it about just nonchalantly I don't really I get me know. a pink balaclava and a pink gun and, and a I'll pink do whatever quad I bike <laughs> pink quad bike and I'm doing about the place I'll be there in Las Vegas pink gun pink balaclava I'd love pink to Cadillac go to, I'd love to go to Las Vegas Vegas just sounds like a fucking good time yeah just a bit of gambling a bit of fun <laughs> one of my exes said to me um, this was only like the fourth date he's like mum will run away and get married and is I was he like, a what? <laughs> Probably what? I feel like he was. Yeah, that I can confirm he was a psycho. Yeah, four days, time, four four dates in, and he's saying he wants to marry you is a bit weird. It, Have you been love bombed? Absolutely. I've been love bombed. I've been like, I've met a guy, and within like three dates, I'm like, they're the one. They totally get me. They're so <laughs> into me. They're amazing, I'm going to marry them, and then like three months down the line, I'm like, what have I done? Because then they start to show like their true colours. Someone said that, three months in, all the colours come out. Yeah, it's like three months is the target, and that's when it switches. And by that point, you've caught too many feelings, and you've got too optimistic about relationship to just walk away. Yeah. For me, anyway, you know, it takes a while to kind of experience that before you're like, right, let's get out of this. Well, I was saying in one of the last podcasts that I had been with a first boyfriend, second date, he was like, are we together? And I was like, all right. Second boyfriend, it was the third date. Mm-hmm. And then the third boyfriend, it was the fourth date. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just insane. Do you know that mm-hmm. way? Like, they all were quite heavy. Yep, heavy. You thought, wow, I've got someone that really gets me loving my life this person is amazing 
hit that mark and, and suddenly they're like emotionally manipulating you, controlling you and you're so deep into it that you feel like you've got no other way to go but just accept it. It is heavy, it's so heavy when someone that you think is on the same level as you yep. then mm-hmm. flips the switch mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit, here it's I fucking bit, am. You know, like the first time I experienced that, I was like 23, you know, and I was really naive and I just kept thinking, if I'm good, if I act like this, it'll bring him back to the person that he was, but what I didn't realise was the person that he was at the beginning wasn't it's really, him. A, isn't him mm-hmm. and the person I fell in love with was a lie. Yeah, you know, and this is the thing about narcissists, especially in love bombing. I think a lot of girls do go through it though. Yeah, it's really uh, girls and boys. Yeah, you know everyone. And then once they feel like they've got you, that's when they start to then try and diminish your self confidence. Because what I was saying to you earlier is that people are insecure about themselves. Narcissists are deeply insecure about themselves. So once they feel that they've got you, they know that they are so inadequate that they wouldn't actually be able to make you happy long term. So the only way that they'd be able to keep you is to start diminishing your self-worth. And that's what a narcissist does is that they chip, 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 chip away at your self-esteem. Do you feel like you've got no friends, no family, no one around you that can support you and all you've got is them? They'll almost hold their love against you as like a way of reward for doing what they want to do. Like, that's definitely something that I've known a lot of, like, girls to have experience in. Purely because I deal with a lot of, like, girls and women day to day, but 100%. Yeah, because you're a beauty therapist, so yeah. you deal with, like, about 30, 30 clients a day. You know what I mean? about terrible boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And it's such a hard thing to kind of realise if no one talks about it. Yeah, it is. And I think, it, like, when I was, like, 23... I was pretty naive, like, I'd only had one serious relationship before then, and, like, you know, it was two and a half years, and I kind of realised that wasn't what I wanted, and it was just yeah. kind of, like, gradually end, and then, like, six months later, I met this person, and they were, like, making it, like, they were everything I wanted, and I was, like, oh my god, I've found, like, the love of my life, I've found the person I want to marry, and they were, like, I want to marry you, I want to have kids for you, and I just kind of got sucked up in it all. No, definitely. And then before I knew it, they were emotionally and emotionally abusing me yeah you know it's hard to spot if you don't know what to look for there's it's hard there's one person that um i kind of stumbled upon while i was in my first long-term relationship mm-hmm. and it's someone on instagram um and he's now got a facebook group and things and it's just um he's called the fairy godfather oh yeah you sent me that i yeah. love him <laughs> he is so nice but he's also like he's amazing i've done it all good and bad here I am here's the situation and here's how to navigate it mm-hmm. and singing your fucking praises son but, but it'd be interesting to know like obviously everyone has been through like a bad relationship in their life from anything like what kind of games they played with them and how they like came out of it oh definitely because I think I mean us especially what we spoke about is we've definitely like went out with narcissists before 100% I think as well like I'm quite a sensitive person and like when I was in a relationship with a narcissist and they weren't treating me right, See. going through that, I realised, no, it's that. The person who goes about abusing someone is the person with the issue, Definitely. not you. And we were saying that about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. If Beyonce can be cheated on, like, no Anyone can. Because yeah. I was sitting saying to you, like, I mean, Beyonce get cheated on, that's just proof that it's nothing to do with how amazing you If you're with the wrong person 
then they will fuck you about. Absolutely. But I'm sure she's been made to feel insecure oh, definitely. through certain relationships that well, she's been through. I think Jay-Z came out just after it happened and he had said, it was nothing to do with anyone around me, it was all to do with me. Yep. No one talks about that. No. Blamed his own insecurities and like yeah. own situation, which I think would be so beneficial for people to take note of. Because when you're with a narcissist, they will make you feel like they're the best person ever. Yeah. Like they're the person you've been waiting on. <laughs> and they will like mould their self to fit you. <laughs> yeah. But once they feel like they have control over you, mm-hmm. they'll flip it and oh, you're the absolutely. problem. So we've spoken about narcissists, but for dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've, I've had a few experiences. <laughs> <laughs> what is like... Like, what is the worst date you've kind of experienced? I've actually never had a bad date. No. I never had the first bad date, but I've had bad relationships. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I've never had, actually, a bad bad first date. (laughs) Can't even speak. (laughs) But I've had bad relationships. Yeah. Not a bad date, a bad relationship. And it's a fair way to put it, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think, probably are in the same fucking boat. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in the same boat. Just be careful about someone who tells you everything that you want to hear. Yeah, there should be at least... Like, people should have the same core values, but they're uh-huh. not going to agree with everything you have to say. Don't get me wrong, I'm in, like, a, a healthy relationship now, and we have our disagreements, we have that, but there's no way he try and change himself to fit what I want. I'm 25 now, I've stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. If someone can't accept me for what I feel, or what I want to say in that moment... Or how it acts in that moment, then they're really not worth it. What's the point? Yeah. I can't continue with someone who's not on the same level. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fundamental. You need to have the same outlook on treating people, like the whole kind of vibe mm-hmm. has to be fundamentally the same. Don't ever be afraid of saying how you feel. Like, if you're saying how you feel and they don't agree, you know, or they don't understand to an extent, then, you know, just let it go. Exactly. Find someone who does understand. <laughs> Find someone who knows what the fuck you you're know about. What? There's plenty of people out there in the world. There's going to be someone that understands you. Absolutely. There's so many people. And this brings us nicely into what you mentioned earlier on about like souls and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I feel that um, we've all reincarnated into life for a specific reason. So I believe um, my soul in a previous life has reincarnated into my body into my life to learn specific reasons so anyone that I've came across in my life I feel whether good or bad has taught me a lesson that I need to take on for a higher purpose. I feel like you have met people in a previous mm-hmm. lifetime. Somebody was talking to me and they went to believe in love at first sight and I was like I don't fucking know what you're mm-hmm. on because it's never love at first sight but there's a connection you can yep. feel. I honestly I have met people in my life that I have like met once or twice and I have connected with Yes. With you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I felt like I connected straight away. And there's that whole argument, is time linear? Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> have I met you before? <laughs> no, definitely. Have we known each other for 20 years, you know? <laughs> but I feel like in your life you come across people who are new souls who you meet for a reason, and then you come across people who you've met in multiple lives, and you said plan to come together for a reason. Yeah. To learn specific lessons. And then I think once you learn what life is about and you become successful like Conor McGregor <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you, just, you just extend past that and that's where you get out of that cycle of like reincarnation because you've just like perfected life you're just going back and forward to whatever the fuck you want yeah. living the high life just perfected life and you just get to move on to the next level 
they just they do whatever the fuck they want. Don't yeah, they? and I feel like people who have like made it have been people who have lived for like thousands of years before us and have just had so many experiences that they've actually just perfected life, you know, and then that's them. They get to go like to the next level before <laughs> after us, if that makes the sense. next plane. Yeah, you know, like no, you're never going to get unity with every single person in there <laughs> agrees with what you agree with, you know what I mean? There's always going to be a little bit of a divide, but as long as the divide isn't like as long detrimental. As like mutually respected. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't respect a lot of things that go on and that is where the world falls apart. <laughs> what I think people lack is like trying to see something from someone else's perspective. Like tomatoes. Tomatoes, like I hate tomatoes. I think they taste like <laughs> water and vinegar mixed together, like the most disgusting thing. Maybe cherry tomatoes are okay, but they're actually They're quite stinking. sweet though, aren't they? Yeah, they're alright. Right. What about the plum tomatoes? Oh, they're stinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind a tomato. I love a sun-dried tomato. Yeah, I do like a sun-dried tomato. So that just shows you, like, I like tomatoes, but in different... In a different way. Yeah. Everyone likes a tomato a different way. Kind of like eggs. Yeah. How like, do you like your eggs? I like my eggs, like, fried. Oh, fried. I like a poached egg. No, I don't like a poached egg. Oh. I like a scrambled egg. Oh, a, oh, that's a good one. A I'll, scrambled egg. <laughs> I'm I'll, here licking my lips like, mm, scrambled egg and bacon. <laughs> I love um, a poached egg, avocado and toast, and that is showing my fucking like upper class tendencies. <laughs> yeah, I do like avocados. Avocados are the best things ever. Yeah. I don't think they're that good, though, for like the earth. The planet? They're <laughs> <laughs> not good for the planet. What? <laughs> Um, I do love an avocado. My sister makes a fucking banging guacamole. I love guacamole. Best thing ever, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Love it. I like chilies in it and getting hungry. <laughs> so, I want to talk about one or some <laughs> of our like wildest nights out, whether that be together or separate adventurous night you've been on. There's just been so many times that it's literally just been a mixture of being too drunk and being too stoned and being too on it. So. <laughs> I think one time was the funniest story is like when I went out with my pal called Amelia. We had literally just <laughs> met, we were like 18 and it was Valentine's Day and we didn't have a date so we went out to the garage and I was like, you know, something doesn't feel quite right with my eye and she's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, you look great, let's just go on and get on it and I was like, right, okay, let's go, let's go, it must just be in my imagination. So then we get in, you know, checked in and that. I went to the mirror in the bathroom and I was like, holy fuck, what is wrong with my eye? It's like swollen up like three times the size. I could barely see out it. There was like yellow fluid coming from it. Oh it clearly infected. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I turned around and I was like, oh my God, I need to go home. I can't be like seeing people like this. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Let's just get on it. And I was like, no, I need to go home. Sesh monster. Yeah. But you know what? I still got flirted on that, with that. You know what I mean? I still got hit on that night. Like that just tells you how about you are hot pussy eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pure leaking pus. <laughs> oh my! Still got I still got a guy. I, I can't remember what he said to me, but he, he left me a wee note. Something about your eye. I don't know something about like. Oh my god! I think I put it on my Instagram, but I can't remember. But he left me a wee note like. Oh, I'd fuck you or something like that. Basically. <laughs> I'd fuck you with your pussy so, you know, eye. If you can still get fucked, if you can still get a date with your pussy eye, then you know what I mean? You're, you're doing, doing all right in life. 
<laughs> That's actually mental. I don't know what I'd do if someone let me walk about with a pussy eye. I was quite raging, I'm not going to lie. Like, I took pictures of it and I sent it to my other friends. I was like, oh my god, what's wrong with your eye? Because my other eye was normal, but that eye wasn't. <laughs> and I can't believe other people let me walk about without saying... Are you alright? I was talking to people and everything. <laughs> it wasn't just I thought you had some sort of fucking disability or, or something. Something <laughs> wrong with that one eye. And you know, she was annoyed at me for going home as well and like ruining her night. And I was like, I've got a fucking infected eye. <laughs> and you go and like deal with this. <laughs> I bought eye drops and it went away after like three days. But I was still heavily embarrassed by the people that saw me. <laughs> never go to the garage again. <laughs> I have never been since. Have you? No. <laughs> Okay, as soon as lockdown lasts, we're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> this time I'm going to have an eye three times the size of the well, other Well, like, one. let's say a little prayer, fingers crossed, we're not going to have a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually mental. What is, I don't even know, I think the wildest night out that I can really talk about safely <laughs> is, um, I remember wearing like a little crop top and I had this bra on, so I have quite big boobs, um... And halfway through, they just were dead uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't know if I can, like, free tit this. I don't know if I can, like, release the beast into this atmosphere. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good move or not. And so I was just like, if you're uncomfortable, because usually two years out, two years used to go out all the time. It was mm-hmm. the most ridiculous thing ever. We talked to all the boys for, like, other the other clubs and the bouncers and shit. And I'm in the toilet and I'm like, ah, let's fucking go. Whip this shit out. And I swear to God, my tits have never looked better. There's a picture of me and I'm like, ooh, look at these fake tits. Bumped into somebody who was like 4 foot 11, who was like fucking eye level with my nipples. (laughs) Just like, whoa, here we fucking go. And she turns out she was a girlfriend of somebody I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. So we ended up like proper like pally for a couple of months on like Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, that bra, I don't even know if it made it home. Like, (laughs) it's got ditched somewhere. Do Do you remember in like that club where they found like a bra no and like the two guys that worked there took a picture of it and they were both holding it up because the bra was about like the size of a face each <laughs> that's probably you <laughs> do you know what my bra does cover my whole face <laughs> like one cup <laughs> see i'm the opposite i have like no boobs i'm like an a cup <laughs> if i go out with no bra there's like no difference <laughs> my bra's my bras, my tits are like freewheeling it. They're just like having a good time, partying the top, whatever I'm wearing. Honest to God, no, I'm the, I'm the opposite. Like I'll wear a bra to make me look like I've got boobs. I <laughs> <laughs> quite. I'll get my boob job one day. Oh, I would love a boob job. Same. I don't see what the big <laughs> issue is of it. Like, would you want a boob job to go bigger? I don't know. I feel like I would want a boob job so that they always sat right, like with or without a bra. Well, they're all they're perky as they are, but I feel like there's too much movement for it to be a safe bet to go yeah. without a bra. You don't know if they're going to go flying out your top. There's or always a like. risk if you have big tits and no bra on. Like there's a full fucking nip slip See, risk. I, I wonder if we've got like the big tit club versus the small tit club. <laughs> you know, we all have our own struggles. You know, like, you're I, like, I want that risk, and I'm like, I want them to behave. Like. I'm like a thirty-two B, right? And they see trying to go to Asda or Tesco during this lockdown and trying to find like a petite bra yeah. in your size that isn't made for children. It's actually a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just ended up buying like padded bras like for like for pre pubescent children. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like sometimes people are 25 and have no tits. You know what I mean? Like you need to make things for them. I genuinely have the opposite struggle where no one makes my size. So I am... You're an actual count nothing, I think. <laughs> I think I'm a H. Really? Yeah. So we're like totally different. The total, you're like in the shops. I'm not even in the shops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's my size? I'm like, I know I'm not in this shop. Like, I have to go. Well, but... I usually didn't shop in like Tesco or Asda or, something, or anything like that. Like, um, before the lockdown. But that was like the only shops open. So I thought, I'll just go. But I didn't realise 32B was such a rare size for people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Maybe it depends what part of the city you're in. I was in Coat Bridge. So clearly no one has a small bust in Coat Bridge by the size. Unless you want to go on the prepubescent child aisle. That's where I was shopping. I remember when I was younger, like proper, like just getting into bras. And I would always see the dead like face on them. And I'd be like, oh my god, look at these bras. Uh-huh. And my mum would be like, No. <laughs> Smack that out of me. See, I remember like when all like the girls in my year were like going and getting bras because they were growing boobs, and the mum just never happening for me. <laughs> like I'd Where go, are mine? I remember like being so embarrassed because I had such small boobs going to the shop. My mum would try and buy me new bras, and like I don't want any. Yeah, but it took me a while. But you know, now with twenty five, I really don't care. It's never caused me any issues in any jobs I've had. And any relationships I've had, I, I find if you kind of just be confident in who you are, yeah, like that person will accept you, you know. Yeah. And if they don't, fuck them because they're clearly not worth it in the first place. Tits or no tits, do whatever tits fuck you no want. Tits or no tits, do whatever you want. <laughs> that's, that's the main consensus. And tits, no tits, whatever. Say if they love you with no tits, they love you no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm just thinking, like, when we were talking about things you would and wouldn't say, like, in a relationship, so how do you kind of, how do you go into a relationship and how do you figure out what to tell and what not to tell? Well, I pretty much go into a relationship as who I am, you know, so yeah. I, I just, I don't filter myself anymore no compared to what I used to be. There's no point filtering yourself because you should just be authentic and if someone can't accept you as your authentic self then they're really not meant to be there in the first place. No, definitely. Fuck them. That's what I have to say. Fuck them. Out the way. Find someone better. Yeah, find someone who's going to accept you for all of who you are, past, present, future. You know. So like, speaking of like past mistakes, what one? <laughs> <laughs> There's many. <laughs> that's that's a fair fucking point. Let's just like keep it anonymous, but the worst sex you've ever had. Right. Okay. This is quite easy. <laughs> so I had just got out of a long term relationship, two and a half years. Yeah. You know the guy was perfectly fine. Like he had his own issues, but it just wasn't meant to work. Yeah. It was pretty amicable. Like you know it was. It was done. <laughs> so I was looking for something a bit different, you yeah. know? And uh, I found this guy on Instagram and he was like a bodybuilder and he had like an amazing body and he was just so <laughs> ripped and I'm, oh my god, I just wanted to eat like chocolate off him all the time. <laughs> so I invited him over to my house and my parents were away. <laughs> and I swear to god, it was the most disappointing two minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> His dick was tiny. Oh. to start with and 
I don't mean to discriminate against different types of dicks, but he must have just been really bad. Just didn't know how to work the worm. <laughs> yeah, like, he came, like, he enjoyed it. He had the time of his life. <laughs> but I was just like, it. and I was like, after him, like, I felt like he felt the pressure to stay, to try and not make me feel bad. But I, I was like, kind of like, you know, you can go, like. You've done your two minutes, yeah, like, pack like, you've up done your two minutes, you can go. And he was like, no, 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 stay. But I could tell he didn't really want to stay. He just felt pressured to stay. And he's a bit uncomfortable. But it, it, it would have just been better if he went all together. Yeah, and just mm. called it quits, blocked yeah. him and everything. Uh, on that third minute when he was leaving the house. But that was a lesson learned for me. Just because someone looks good on the outside doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be good in bed. Absolutely. And I think, like, you need to kind of figure out that person before you take them to Yeah, bed. maybe, like, go more than one, like, date before you have sex with someone. Oh, definitely. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I knew him. Like, it was just going to be a bit of fun, like... It was just a bit, something a bit different. I feel like if the two minutes had gone uh, differently, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like maybe that bit of fun would have lasted a little bit longer, and it would have been like a more kind of like consistent fun instead of like two minutes of pure disappointment and. But it's not goodbye. even. It's not even that we had like nothing to talk about oh. after it, so it was just like two hours of like nothing to talk about, trying to force conversation, and I was like, "Why did he stay so long?" I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want him to stay and he didn't want to stay but I think he felt the pressure to stay to make me feel better but it didn't make me feel better I would have just felt better if he'd left you can go like yeah. you can go yeah I was like you know you can go and we never met again and that was fine you know like he, that guy does have a girlfriend now and long term and stuff and I'm happy for him yeah maybe it's worked for that girl but for me it was just like yeah yeah, you're yeah. too small, you're too inadequate, and I don't want to be around you. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> and you know what, maybe he's like dynamite in bed for that girl that he's way now. Maybe he's putting our, our skills to good use, but... But, you know, it was just a, it was just a bit of an experimental time for me. <laughs> you know, like I've just got out of a long-term relationship, the first guy I'd ever really been with. But it's yeah. okay to experiment, it's okay to like... Figure out where you want to go with people. Yeah, and see, like, even if what you're missing out on is actually something you're missing out on, or if, you know, you're not missing out at all and you just think you are because of the persona that they put on yeah. line, like... The, the point I'm trying to make with this story is <laughs> just because they come across as nice and buff and ripped, they're probably shite in bed. <laughs> It's the best way to put it. You have a like online persona. You're like coming off as a big buff daddy, and you're not the type. Yeah, like you don't live up to. <laughs> you know, like a little wriggling worm. Yeah, little three incher. <laughs> it was just. It wasn't even the size because size can be compensated for. Yes. But it was just. It was just terrible. Yeah. I just lay there for about two minutes and was like, "What is this?" You know? <laughs> You trying to like bite my neck and stuff and be sexy and like <sighs> into my ear and I'm like, oh my god, I want to fucking die. <laughs> he was like, into my ear and trying to like bite it and I was like, what was he saying in? Or no, like, it was just <laughs> into my ear, like tongue in my ear, and oh, I was man. like, get the fuck. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a guy that's just like desperately trying to lick your ear and you're like, 
Stop tongue fucking my ear. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. Don't tongue fuck someone's ear, especially on the first <laughs> the first day. It's never a good. Never a good. I had move. someone do that to me in a bar. They try and whisper in your ear sexily. No, they were trying to put their tongue in my fucking to lick my brain. Like it was in that canal, and I was like, "Fuck off!" Like. <laughs> The guy was sitting next to me, and he was like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to do this and do that, and I was just like, alright, and then the guy was like, I'm just gonna, and he's done the tongue thing, and I was like, what are you doing? And he See, was like, unless oh. you really know your partner, yeah, that is not attractive, no. in my opinion, like don't try to be, don't try and be like overly sexy. Or intimate when you're not at that stage because yeah. it's actually just off putting. And read the room. If that person's like cringing away for you when you're doing it, yeah. don't continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Exactly. It's just like wild behaviour. So, on that wonderfully intimate note, I hope you have enjoyed listening to me and Elle. And I hope that if anyone has any issues or whatever, feel free to message. And also, we did mention the fairy godfather, an absolute godsend. So give him a little nosy. He's on Facebook and Instagram. It's mainly for the girls. But, you know, the knowledge is there. <laughs> okay, so I hope everyone's having an amazing day. And I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs>